Josie, welcome to the Mind Your Body Show. Hey, Jacob. Thanks so much for having me. So the, before we get started, I like to ask the same question of everybody. What did we interrupt in your normal routines today to be recording this episode? Yeah, so it's just a rainy evening here in LA. Uh, so everyone's hunkered down, hanging out. We, I had a few sessions this morning, and now I'm just programming for my online clients right now. Oh, that's cool. Uh, we're definitely going to get into that. I want to ask you about all that. But talking about yeah. weather, so it's, as we said before we started recording, it's raining here where I am in Darwin, Australia. It's monsoon season um, where it's pretty normal for us for it to be raining at this time of year from sort of October through to April-ish, uh, more yeah. so monsoon in sort of January, February, March. But what's it like when it rains in LA? LA, no one knows how to drive in the rain. No one can get anywhere. It's a complete nightmare. It's like the end of the world. Um, so yeah, today has been absolutely hectic. I've been inside most of the day, but I still hear all these cars beeping outside. It's total traffic, total chaos. So how long have you been in LA for? I've been in LA just about two years now. I've uh, moved uh, from the East Coast, Philadelphia, um, last uh, July. The reason why I ask that is that I've been over there four times now. And one of the, on one of the trips, I went to Chicago. And so I was there for like a yoga business type um, workshop thing. And not that I have yeah. a yoga business, but I was, I was asked to present as part of this thing that I was going to attend. And while I was there, I noticed, and you made me think of it, as you said, everyone's beeping in LA when it's raining. But in mm-hmm. Chicago, it was summer. And I found that it was really, really easy going in downtown. Is that just my outlier of an experience or is it actually like that? For example, there was just like in downtown, you have these big like lanes of, you know, lots of cars. I think it's the third biggest city in the US. The pedestrian walkways were like five meters wide, which is crazy here. It's like one meter and people could ride their like higher bikes and stuff. And the cars actually gave way to them. I hardly heard any beeping and having ride away on a bicycle, I was shocked. So are you talking about Chicago or Chicago, LA? Yeah, Chicago. Chicago, um, yeah, it's it's totally like that in Chicago. It, the, the cities here differ totally. Not like that here in LA at all, but it, it's awesome there for sure. So what's it like living in LA? So I've been there, as I said, four times on my way over to the US and been to other places from there, but it's been LA every time. I absolutely love it. I don't know what it would be like to live long term, but uh, it's just such a cool city. Oh, yeah. People keep asking me this. I absolutely love the city. Uh, It's amazing. You got the mountains, the beach, everything's within like a 30-minute drive of each other. My only uh, deal breaker is the traffic. I hate (laughs) LA traffic for sure, but everything else is incredible. It's an absolute paradise. And is that, there is a lot of traffic there. Is that because public transport isn't as good? I think I've heard that. Yeah, I when I lived in Philadelphia, uh, I took the subway. Um, I biked everywhere. It was real easy going here. You can't even. I, I even got like a little scooter to ride on, and you can't really be on the sidewalk. You can't be really in the street. It's sort of dangerous no matter what. So there's just not really a great way to get around. Yeah, yeah. So you mentioned that it's raining there. What would you typically be doing when it's raining in LA? Can you still get out? Because it's like a sunshine type state. No, it's funny you ask that. My um, family visited only a few weeks ago and we had all these planned ideas. We're going to go to the beach and do all this stuff. And we were just stuck inside because 
it was raining and there was absolutely nothing else to do. It was awful. I want to get to talking about my favorite part of LA and it's probably a bit more out of LA, but what is your favorite part of LA? It's a great question. There's a lot of good parts. I would say it's hard to pick one, but probably just the weather. It puts me in a great mood. I didn't realize how depressing the, the months between January and March were before moving here. And now every day I wake up like, Oh, it's another gorgeous day. I can go on a walk with my dog. It's, you can go anywhere and you feel amazing. Yeah, that's so cool. I was thinking more location. So my answer is going to oh, be gotcha. Laguna Beach. I absolutely love it. What do you think of Laguna? Please tell me you love it. I love Laguna. I might like Malibu even more. Oh, really? I've that's never been there, thing. actually. It's amazing. I've gone a few times now and it's just gorgeous. Yeah. So what is it about Malibu then that makes it better than Laguna? Um, it's gorgeous beach rocks. And then I don't know about the time I went, but Malibu just, uh, it's very few people there. You kind of have a beach all to yourself and it seems so secluded somehow. Yeah, that's cool. I was actually only just talking about Malibu literally this morning. It's Saturday morning here in Darwin. And one of the girls I train, her dad lives in Malibu and he's into fitness um, stuff there, like fitness um, coach. And yeah, it sounds really nice. Yeah, it's great. So talking about fitness, one of the questions that I ask all the guests as we get started is how do you mind your body? This is the Mind Your Body show. So what I mean by that is how do you look after yourself? Yeah, um, I honestly, it's a lot of just intuition. I wake up every day. I have to kind of feel where I'm at. Um, I'm somebody who people say I'm very strict with my diet, but I actually am just very strict in general with um, how I'm feeling and if I'm Um, having very low energy that day I'll make sure to eat and treat myself a very specific way or if I'm having high energy feeling great and I um, know I can handle a really tough intense workout I'll do that so it's just very specific and it's taken a lot of years to kind of figure myself out and know exactly what my body needs dependent on the day you're I've I come across you I don't even know how I came across you on Instagram and uh I started looking at some of your stuff and the stuff that you're posting is phenomenal. Like it's, it's awesome. I love all the exercises. I particularly love just how neat and clean everything looks and so branded. Are they the workouts that you're doing, which you're posting on Instagram or is that you demonstrating exercises? Yeah, that's a lot of the same stuff I'm doing. Um, I like to try a lot of different stuff. Um, I'm always trying to see what I'm bad at because what I'm bad at is usually when I'm weakened and what I need to work on the most. So I'm always trying out very different things and um, also trying them out with my clients and seeing how we can create a different adaptation in the body and yeah. Yeah, so what are you bad at then? Can we ask? <laughs> um, I'm bad at a lot of things. I it's, it's tough because whatever I'm working on, I notice I start getting bad at the other thing. So it's constantly a juggle game, but um. I'm bad at, I'm trying to get better at handstands or currently a lot of calisthenic stuff, a lot of body weight stuff. Um, I was working on strength for a while and now because I got that foundation of strength, I want to be able to like handle my own body weight. And um, I think that's kind of the next step for me. And what are you good at? What do you think your strengths are? My strength, I I think endurance is one, Um, not that I'm great at running for a really long period of time, but just doing a 
decent amount of heavy reps in any exercise I can handle doing like 30 reps decently heavy as soon as we get to that five rep range I'm not as strong so that's something I want to work on as well yeah cool um all right so the next the third question which we go into and this is where I'm going to sit back and just listen as much as possible I'd love to know how people ended up where they ended up so tell me the Josie Stevens story how did you end up where you are cool so um yeah it was a long journey I as a kid, really liked competition, and I played a lot of soccer and liked sports and moving. Um, I, I sort of honed in all that energy to soccer going into middle school and high school, and um, yeah, really fell in love with soccer because of that, because it was that outlet for me. Um, I ended up playing in college, and I kind of fell in love with performance and fitness even more so, and I didn't know really what was after college for me. I was ready to just take that nine to five job and um, go into uh, regular office work. And then all of a sudden, towards the end of college, I ended up getting a really serious gut health issue called MALS. It, it stands for median arcuate ligament syndrome. Um, and that came on very suddenly and I ended up being nauseous, like, 24 seven and it really affected my life. I had to quit school for a little bit there. Um, I ended up losing 25 pounds, which was serious because I was already a very skinny young girl. Um, and that was really tough to deal with mentally as well as physically. I think it was more of an emotional battle than anything for me. Um, and from there, that's when I sort of really took a huge step back and looked at health differently. Before that point, health for me had always been about just pushing as hard as you possibly could and working insanely hard. And I thought that was the dream, that determination and that work ethic was everything. And because I couldn't do that anymore, I um, really had to think hard about my health and what I wanted to eat and how I should sleep and how I should work out not to push myself to extreme limits, but to heal my body. Um, and that took years to, for me to get to a point where I'm at right now, where I could live well again and, and be happy and um, wake up each day with energy again. And I think I saw a lot of people dealing with the same things I did, not necessarily gut health issues, but even people having like issues in pregnancy that had no one to turn to doctors couldn't help her. Um, we're struggling to find the answer and, um, people with chronic pain. And I think through that, I realized movement is just a medicine and a lot of people don't see that. And I wanted to help bridge that gap between athletics and working with that goal and performance. And then also, um, corrective exercise. And um, I think there is a bridge between the two and they're both so important for everyone. Both athletes need corrective exercise and training to prevent injury as well as help injuries and um, those who are dealing with chronic pain or any issues um, need not only corrective exercise, but also um, that power and that strength and not only getting to the point where they are as strong as they were before, but even stronger. So they're not going to hurt themselves again, like they had in the past. So do you have a 
like a typical niche of a client? Like, would do no? So yeah, I work with all different types of clients, everywhere from beginners to competitive athletes to older older people. Yeah, I was just wondering as you were talking through that. Um, so going back to that gut issue, what was it called again? It was called MALS, M-A-L-S, uh, Median Arcuate Ligament Syndrome. And what did something bring that on? Is it genetic or was it stress or? I have no idea what brought, one day I woke up with a stomach bug. It, it was really bad and I ended up going to the ER that night and I technically got over it a few days later, but I just never really felt the same. And my appetite was gone completely. Every time I ate, I felt really nauseous. And yeah. And do you know what's actually going on inside the gut? Did you dive into Yes. It? So it's like a pinched nerve, essentially, of the, the ligament. Um, and they don't really have a great uh, way to cure that. They have a, a lot of times they'll do surgery. I opted out of surgery just because it's not super well researched and studied and only like 50% of the time it will work and um, sometimes it can make it worse so I, I kind of wanted to wait and see and I was very fortunate that I was able to figure it out on my own yeah lucky that sounds I've never even heard of that that's it's very obscure no it's very weird so my next question has to be how do you get that how do you pinch a nerve in your gut no one knows. No one knows what it's caused by. It, a, a lot of what I've read has been very similar where someone had like a very intense stomach bug or something similar and then it just happens. Yeah. Okay. And so did you have to change the way you ate? Do you eat in a certain way now? Yeah. So it just, I think it slows down digestion and because of that, it creates like a lot of times a bacterial overgrowth. So I have to eat like a lot of greens and fruit I can kind of feel when that bacterial overgrowth is happening again so I'll go back to like my really lean um, diet um, I've done the um, what it's called I've done a lot of different diets to yeah. try and combat it and I guess that's where it's kind of going back to what I said in the beginning I've gotten good at kind of feeling out and myself and seeing what I need that day. And a lot of it comes from that is because I was never so in tune with myself before that point. Yeah. Interesting you say that because I think I was the same. So in 2014, um, I was just doing too much. I was teaching, um, I was actually teaching psychology at a high school and then I was doing some fitness. I was training people I was training myself. I was training pretty hard and I essentially just burnt out. And I went to, I remember like I just couldn't get up off the ground for about two days. And I ended up going to a doctor. The first doctor said, uh, you've got depression and prescribed medication. And I walked out of there going, no, nah, I know I don't have depression. There's something, it's something else. And I knew it was related to probably overwork. I went to another doctor and she said, you're just burnt out. Your adrenal glands are fried. You just need to take a break. And so then I went to another doctor, which was my, Oh, no, no, sorry. Then I went to a naturopath and the naturopath said to me, yes, that doctor's correct. You are burnt out. You're fatigued um, and you just need to take a break. So, you know, reduce what you're doing and start taking more walks on the beach and do some more meditation and, you know, make sure you're eating healthy and, you know, don't do such intense exercise. And uh, then the last thing he said was try giving up gluten and see what happens. And at that point in time for me and my journey in 2014, 
I didn't even know what gluten was. I had to go home and Google it. Realized it was in everything that I ate and then tried to reduce, like eliminate all of it. And that probably that whole process really like the bad stuff took like 18 months to recover from. And literally that was 2014, literally just a couple of weeks ago. So early 2023, I just started reintegrating bread. um, So wheat and gluten back into my diet. And I I realized that, and that was only because of a podcast interview uh, with someone that I had interviewed Ben Angel and he wrote a book called, um, it's actually here if you're watching this on YouTube, um, the YouTube version, it's in the camera here. It's called Unstoppable. And so Ben is an Australian, but he lives in Florida. And we had this big chat for an hour after the episode. And he just said, look, I think your issue is actually stress and coffee. And, um, And in his book, he had talked about caffeine um allergy and caffeine like in like sensitivity and um so i thought maybe i'm having too much coffee and so i reduced my coffee to just i was having two or three coffees a day i reduced it to just one and then just tried to eliminate the anxiety i had around food and started to have little bits of everything and feel completely fine now um so yeah, yeah, that's actually it, very similar to me. I, I really cut out everything and then slowly integrated things and um, figured it out slowly. But sim- even similar with me with the doctors, I went to a million doctors and it was sad that um, I couldn't really find an answer very easily. A lot of people pass it off like, oh, a young girl, she lost a lot of weight. Um, it's just an eating disorder and or anxiety and that's it. And it was very a very frustrating time. So it's, yeah, a lot of people yeah. have this similar story. Well, after I went to the naturopath, I went back to my childhood doctor. So this was now the third doctor that I'd been to. And I said, I think I have like some form of like sensitivity to intolerance to something. And he said, I don't believe in food or intolerances because if we empty the contents of your gut out onto this tiled and concrete floor, it'll eat through it. Um, so I don't believe in it. And I walked out of there. I never went back to see him ever again. I was so annoyed because I knew something was up. Oh, yeah. Um, but, you know, nearly like a decade later, and I probably always knew, but for me it was stress. Like it was just that was the main thing. And then the certain foods, particularly spicy foods and all sorts of things like that would trigger it. But, yeah, it's crazy just how much the gut is influenced by oh, yeah. certain things and influences other things. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, when I did eliminate, I went, I was just going to go vegetarian and only eat veggies for like a week because I wanted yeah. to just eliminate everything that I thought would do oh, anything. Yeah. And by about two o'clock on that first day, I was, I felt like I'd eaten a forest and I was starving. There was nothing left that I could eat in the fridge. And so I said to myself, okay, I'll just have meat. So it'll just be meat and veggies. And so for a whole week, I only ate meat and veggies. And then I still remember that Monday morning the next week when I started eating food again, the first thing I had, which wasn't meat or vegetables, was an apple because I hadn't even had any fruit. And it was the sweetest tasting apple. It was so sweet. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. fruit will taste so much sweeter (laughs) after like eliminating (laughs) processed sugar. It's nuts. Yeah. Actually, and the other thing too was coffee. I had a coffee after that and I just had brain fog. Like my, I couldn't think. Oh, really? Yeah, it was just- it was like it was too much. Like all of a sudden my nervous system got sped up and it wasn't used to it after a week. And yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. I, Cause I cut out coffee too during that whole thing. And 
my first cup of coffee back, I was like, oh my God, this stuff works best. <laughs> I, did. I had no idea. I was like, I was so desensitized to coffee before then. So funny. Are you drinking coffee now? And how much coffee I, are you drinking if you do? Yeah, I drink coffee now. I, I love coffee a little too much. I, I have so many goals and priorities, that I, but I would love to eventually cut, cut coffee out completely. I drink about two cups a day right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was having two to three, and I think for me, one is good. And on weekends, sometimes I'll have two because it's like a bit of a treat. I love oh, it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I've just tried switching to decaf because something about just the taste in the morning is all I want. And how does that go for you having decaf? It's good. I don't know how much of it is a placebo effect because I'm like, it's not working. But I don't know if somebody secretly slipped me some if I'd be like, wouldn't notice. <laughs> Um, and the other question I want to ask about that is what sort of diets did you try? Because the first one I tried was paleo because at the time that was pretty, that was coming into being very big. And I saw an interview with an Ironman and he had, was having fatigue and stuff like that. So he went and adopted the paleo diet and just had all these like amazing physical benefits. Like his performance went through the roof. So I've tried everything, you know, that. How, and how, that how did diet. you like the paleo? I, I actually liked it. Yeah, I've, I've wanted to try it. It seems very cool. Um, yeah, yeah. It seems hard, though. <laughs> well, I did try keto. That's even harder for a little while. And that, yeah, that was difficult. Yeah, yeah. So the, the main diet I um, had, because it's specifically for SIBO, which is the bacterial overgrowth of my gut, um, was the FODMAP diet. So um, it's the low FODMAP. So um, it's just very specific that have FODMAPs in them that bacteria love to eat off of and um, going low FODMAP just helps kill off that bacteria while still being able to nourish your own body. So that's essentially, and it's very specific foods that are high and low in FODMAPs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so what did you have to do with your training um, around that time? So at that, because I had lost so much weight, I was so used to um, squatting and deadlifting very heavy um, and I really just started going and I was running a lot too. I loved long distance running. I had run a marathon. Um, so I cut back on a lot of that and tried to train really smart instead of really hard, um, and try and build up strength in a way that wasn't going to burn off a lot of calories at one time. And, um, started just working on things that I wouldn't normally do a lot of, um, frontal plane movement, things that I knew I was weak in. Um, I was just trying to push myself in a way that felt right and wasn't as intense as I was used to going, which was probably the biggest mental hurdle. Um, and yeah, that was about it. I imagine you're pretty used to pushing yourself if you're training for a marathon. Uh, recently, I've had more and more people come to me looking for like longer distance running type training, people doing right out to like the 70.3 um, Ironman events through wow. you know, like 25 kilometer trail runs and half marathons, marathons. What did you do for the marathon, for your marathon training? Yeah. So I um, would have a short, fast run, medium, medium paced run, and then a super long, slow run. And then the um, two other days I would do um, woodway sprints. And that was kind of each week. So running about five times a week, um, only one long run each week. And that worked great for me. And I suggest it to everyone else as well. What, what's a woodway sprint? 
So what I don't I don't know if you have another word for it. It's um like that curved treadmill that you sprint oh, yeah. on. What do you call it? I oh, just the curved treadmill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I run as fast as I could on that. Hop on for like twenty seconds and then hop off and take that forty second break and do it about twelve to twenty times. Yeah, yeah. So your short sprints, like oh, your sprint stuff. How long was that typically? Um, only it would only take me. 20 minutes total but it was a really intense 20 minutes because i'd be running like 13 miles per hour for 20 seconds and then breaking for that 40 seconds and yeah it was that was probably the toughest to do um but it helps a lot it's the best cross training people don't think it has anything to do with running long distance but if you build up that type of cardio it really helps everything else there it's so everything overlaps with running so even yeah. running long distances will help your sprinting as well. And then what about their middle distance and long distance? How long were they typically? So it's a, I slowly built both of them up as I was getting closer. So it would probably the middle would probably only start out like three miles. The long would only start out like five to six miles. And then I'd slowly work my way up to the long run being like 20 miles, the medium run being like 11 miles. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, cool. And how did you go with that marathon? It was all right. Again, I'm not a natural runner. I think a lot of people think I am because I'm tall and have long legs. But um, I got um, under five hours, which was all all I wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. I've never run that far. So, you know, well done. That's awesome. I've never (laughs) – the longest I've ever raced is – 11.5 11.5 kilometers or whatever it is. Sorry, oh, wow. I'm talking in kilometers to you, but I don't know. Um, uh, I wouldn't know how to convert it either. <laughs> so you're good. It was half of a half marathon. So gotcha. um, there was a half marathon event, and a mate of mine who was a really good long distance runner said, Do you want to do it as a relay? So we just did like, so I did the first half, he did the second half. So pretty much like I gave him like a massive handicap, and then he came home strong. <laughs> gotcha. Cool. Yeah. So you talked about soccer. What sort of, so you grew up playing soccer and you talk about performance and stuff. Tell me more about that. Yeah. So um, soccer, I think was one of the, before I got sick, it was kind of when I started having my mind think about um, the longevity and and training for resilience. Um, I, saw that we had really two different worlds in the athletics department. We had the weight room and then we had the PT physical therapy area. And the weight room was all about lifting as heavy as you possibly can. We'd get screamed at if someone complained about something hurting them. It was like, shut up and keep working, keep going after it. I don't think I, I don't remember being ever corrected with my form ever. It was just as heavy as you can load the bar. And then the PT area was total opposite. We would, you would go in there and people would be doing like 50 little clamshells and they'd be there for like four weeks. And then all of a sudden they were cleared and they'd say, okay, back in the weight room, back on the field and sprint your heart out and wrestle and, and for the ball. And then a lot of times I'd see them get injured again. And I think it was because they got them to the point where they were as strong as they were previously, but that they're still going to get injured because that's how, they did the first time yeah so did that influence you then in your like you to become a trainer and your type of training 
Yeah. So I think because I saw a lot of that, I um, started programming for myself in college and started training a lot on my own. And um, I wanted to become better. And, and because of that, I started, yeah, doing my treadmill sprints. I wanted to get better at my cardio. I wanted to not get injured. I never uh, got injured, luckily. And um, I think it's because of that, because I was trying to be really aware of all these other things. Yeah, yeah. And so with so you mentioned your programming. Tell me about your coaching now. So you do online programs and like what, what is it that you offer? Yeah, so I offer um, customized um, programs online along with just like uh, little Zoom meetings so we can kind of talk about how they're feeling, what they want to achieve and making like a hybrid of like what they need and what they want out of their program. Um, I try to teach people along the way the why behind a lot of things. I think that was my biggest annoyance in sports and athletics was I was told to do things and I wasn't really motivated because I didn't know why I was doing it. So I think it would help motivate a lot of people if they knew the exact reason um, why they were doing the things they were. Yeah, yeah. So do you do anything in person or is it all, all online? Um, I, so I have my in-person clients and then I have my online clients. So they are separate. I don't have anybody who's doing both. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so how's it different with the online and in-person stuff? Do you do different things? I try. Uh, I, I generally program the same. It's hard. It's, it's um, hard because I love training online. I train online. Uh, I, I love training in person. I train in person if I could with everybody, but it's just time consuming. So I've yeah. gone to online so I can meet more people where they're at and help more people at one single time, um, which is also cool because I think it's something that should be more available and out there for more people. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, and so how, how are you delivering it? How do you deliver your online stuff? Yeah, so um, a lot of it is uh, just through regular text message, Zoom. Um, I use a software called True Coach through an app. Um, I don't know if you've heard of it. Yeah, I have, um, yeah. But, but it's, yeah, really cool. I can just uh, have a little demo video and have an explanation of what they're supposed to do and why they're doing it. And I, I, I really like that, that app. Yeah, that's so cool. I absolutely love it. And I think it's really cool that there's so many, well, there's not so many, but there's a few platforms out there now that make it so much easier. Um, oh, yeah. Team Builder, which is one that I've used, and, you know, Trainerize, and you've got all those different platforms. It's so easy to, and you just have such a bigger reach. And I'm like you, I absolutely love the online training, but you still need that in-person stuff just to, like, feel your soul kind of thing. I know. It's, it's sad because I have this image this vision of them doing the exact thing I want them to do and I'm like oh are they doing it though I don't know I hope so do they do they like um send you videos of themselves and you know a lot of them do I encourage them to but some a lot of times they don't either so I can just hope for the best yeah yeah so what's next where are you going to next with everything what's the next chapter look like in your life yeah so Right now, I have just been trying to build this um, online business. Again, I really just want it, fitness to become available to more people at one time. Um, 
I, and I love my in-person clients as well. And, but I'm also seeing if I can try and shift, um, them to online because they know what they're doing and just trying to meet more people where they're at. Yeah, cool. Um, so Josie, as we start to wrap up, we're not wrapping up, but as we start to wrap up, I just want to thank you for your time today on the Mind Your Body Show and acknowledge you for all the work that you do, acknowledge you for going through that gut health issue and coming out the other side, fitter, healthier and happier, and all the, in particular, all the work you do with people and helping them be healthy. How can people connect with you? Yeah, people can find me um, at Jevity Fit, J-E-V-I-T-Y-F-I-T on Instagram. Um, they can DM me there. Yeah, that's the best place to find me, honestly. Do you have a website as well? I do, um, jevityfit.com. And I know the answer, but where does Jevity Fit, the name, come from? Jevity Fit uh, is for longevity, um, and the J stands for jacked. <laughs> why jacked what why why how did that come into it i i actually when i i just want it like the name the letter j for josie essentially but i was like i don't really want it to be around me either and so i just also liked jacked because it's about longevity but it's also it could be about aesthetics too it could be about trying to look good yeah, yeah, I, I'm exactly the same. With you know, my name's Jacob, and so I love the name Jay as well. Um, so yeah. yeah. Um, all right, let's get into this ten and ten. I've worded you up, worded you up before we started recording. So I've got ten quick questions, which you can take as long. It was supposed to be ten questions <laughs> in ten seconds, but that kind of went out the window. And so yeah. now we sometimes end up spending like as long in the episode as what we have talked about talking about this. Um, so I'll do my best. Ready to go. <laughs> First thing that comes to mind, feel free to talk for as long as you like or give me a one-word answer. Number one, LA. Paradise. Really? That's, yeah. yeah. What? Okay. I feel like I'm on vacation here all the time. That's, <laughs> That's so my, cool. Yeah. I, I, we, had, we had the just trainer meetings outdoors and I'm like looking around sometimes like I don't believe I'm at work right now I feel like I'm on vacation with my family this is crazy that is so cool all right number two you mentioned this word intuition oh um self-awareness it's like a Um, synonym (laughs) (laughs) I don't even remember how you mentioned it I just remember the word came up popped into my head and I was like yes I'm putting that down number three diet lifestyle number four handstands um i think calisthenics i tried getting into handstands a couple years ago i think it was around 2018 and i was just so all i wanted to do was be able to do a handstand and just hold it like freestanding handstand can you do that yet Um, I've been able to hold it for like six seconds, but I can tell it's just been a lucky, a lucky, lucky six seconds. <laughs> well, that's better than my split second. Yeah. Uh, number five, soccer. Um, passion. Number six, gut issues. Um, doorway to intuition. That oh, I like that little wraparound. That's awesome. <laughs> Number seven, working hard. 
Working smart. Number eight, movement. Is medicine. I like it. And number nine, corrective exercise. Um, corrective exercise, let me think. That's right. Take as long as you need. I'll, I'll it's not going to be a good one. Well, you said it movement, actually after movement. movement. Yeah, the, the episode. movement is medicine or what? Yeah. Yeah, and then you yeah. were then saying like something about corrective exercise immediately after. Yeah. For longevity, that's all I can think of. That Yeah, well, that's perfect because that's your whole little tagline thing. Mm-hmm. Um, number 10, this is a, a generic question which I ask everybody, um, and it's probably a bit of an insight into how crazy my mind is, but I would absolutely love to be able to time travel. And the question is, if you could go forward in time, or back in time, which would you go to and why? And this is a time travel question, so you can come back to now because I think sometimes people hear that and they're like, like oh, no, I don't want to leave. I'm happy where I am, and they don't want to get stuck. So you can travel. So you can go forward in time, cool. back in time, or you stay here if you want, um, but you can come back. I think I'm, I'm a very nostalgic person. I love memories, and I, I – fixate memories a lot and I think it's so interesting how they leave us slowly so I probably would go back in time um probably something to childhood or something to high school where I could just see a memory I have a good memory and and see it more clear and probably be a little different than the way I remember it <laughs> yeah that's cool all right Josie thank you so much for your time on the mind your body show yeah of course thanks for having me Jacob